Hey guys, this is Chase with Guerrilla Radio, the podcast, and we are live now at radio.westmont.edu. There's some pretty exciting stuff going on today. Actually, because we haven't had a um, haven't had a a show for a little while, there's there's a little bit of this happened. Um, I just wanted to shout out really quick to a couple of people that we support. Um, First, there's federaljack.com. They make a lot of research really easy for me. Uh, they have it all right there. They're pretty much along the same lines as me. You guys can check them out. Um, and again, do your own research. All of theirs are independent research through um, rawstory.com or Time or whoever. You know, they, they compile it for you. So it's really nice there. Guerrilla Radio also supports um, We Are Change LA. That's our local We Are Change branch. And that's really good for us because I can drive 80 miles out of my way and uh, meet up with some people, do a little bit of demonstrating, a little picketing, and, um, and definitely show my support for an issue that I believe in. Uh, another one is just recently uh, CORVA, or California Off-Road Vehicle Association. They're a group right now that's um, lobbying for our use of public lands for a little bit of off-roading. So that's that's what I've been doing my last couple weekends, and that, that's really, really awesome. I'm thinking about getting a rock crawler, getting out there, and, and getting into the into the wilderness with some guys. You know, it's just really fun stuff. And again, rawstory.com, um, unbiased uh, information pulled from a bunch of different sources. They definitely bring up what they think is most important. So go out there, research them, research some of the other angles, Times, CNN, Fox, whoever you think. Um, Try not to use Google too much. Try startpage.com. They're a really great resource for doing any of your your information looking up, I guess. They're they're really nice for that. And we're going to jump right into it. Our first one is from um, federaljack.com, and let's see. Oh, this is a really fun one. Now, a federal judge orders citizens to arm themselves. This is something that's extremely contrary to what has been going on, I mean, recently or just historically. I'm going to read this. This is from rawstory.com, and this is local official. Use shotguns so you kill rather than hurt criminals. That's something that uh, has, been, has been in my family for a really long time. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and read this. A county judge in rural northeast Ohio has renewed the call for citizens to arm themselves in the wake of police budget cuts that have left one cruiser patrolling an entire county. Judge Alfred McKay of the Ash... Ashtabula County Court told residents in an interview with Cleveland's WKYC-TV two weeks ago that the budget cuts county 
implemented in recent years meant the population could no longer count on police responding in time to emergency situations. Now, th this is me. Um, this is something that I, th I, I foresee in the future to be happening uh, in other places. In places like L.A. and Dallas, um, these are places where they're going to be cutting our, our police officers and uh, the citizens don't exactly have the means to or as it is now in LA the right to carry a, a loaded weapon to defend themselves so I could see in this case this is a great idea with their budget cuts they're doing best with what they have but in other places this just doesn't work so budget cuts are not um, exactly viable in these areas unless they're going to change the laws to allow us as citizens to arm ourselves and defend ourselves and back to the story we're living in a large county and you cannot count on the availability of your sheriff to come to your home if you're in danger in a prompt manner mckay told the cleveland plain dealer in an interview in which he reiterated his talk County Auditor Roger Corlett says he's seen revenue drop from $23 million three years ago to just under $18 million today. Last month, the county slashed the number of deputies from 112 to 49 and left the force with one patrol car with which deputies have to monitor a 720-square-mile area. The towns and villages of Ashtula County have their own police force, but that still leaves about 680 square miles to cover. The budget problems have hit the country's jails as well, with 700 people on a waiting list to serve time still in the community at large. Now, this fact right here, this is something that, um, that really freaks me out, that we have county, I guess, criminals um, on a waiting list to serve time who are still living in the community at large. So this is, this is the person down the street who is, again, you know, probably petty crimes, who is stealing something or uh, breaking and entering uh, or possibly avoiding some sort of probation and just got caught. Uh, this could be your local drunk driver, anybody who is just waiting and, I guess, loitering on the seats for their turn in prison. This is, this is something that's completely counterintuitive and, uh, and I, I think, idiotic. So I think as Americans, we need to definitely move our resources around, especially in a time like this where the federal banks have screwed over our economy and um, be able to budget ourselves so that we know the money that we have is going to places that definitely need it. Uh, back to the article. And the reduced policing is taking its toll, the plain dealer reports. Incident reports show how stretched deputies have been as they try to deal with overlapping emergencies separated by miles and miles of country roads. One night, they were delayed getting to a woman who claimed her knife-wielding husband had threatened to kill her because they were handling an arrest in another case of domestic violence. Another night, they couldn't get to a burglary at a community center for about two hours before or because they were arresting a man accused of beating up his girlfriend, and the list goes on. The situation is absolutely terrible, said Johnson. We're just keeping the peace as best we can. Now, a local official suggests using a shotgun. For at least one local official, Judge Mackey still doesn't go far enough. Monroe Township trustee Charles Riley says people should not only arm themselves, but should arm themselves with shotguns to ensure that they kill the criminals that come in contact with. 
They should use shotguns, this is a quote. They should use shotguns, not handguns, and that way we don't have to send criminals to court or to jail because they'll be dead. He said, as quoted in The Plain Dealer, not everyone agrees with Riley's line of reasoning. Law professor Peter Moscos of the John Jay College of Criminal Justice say that an armed citizenry may be a workable alternative to a functioning police force, but it sends a bad signal. Quote, it does strike me as a terrible step backward for civilization to go back to individual armed citizens, Moscow said, and quoted the plain dealer, that's what we have government for. Now, this is the kind of left-wing nut job that I think is, is definitely in power today. Um, we have these people saying, quote, a step backward for civilization to go back to individual armed citizens? And that's what we have government for. Yeah, because the government's taking such great care of you. Now, this is something that I see as not only being, I guess, a huge moral and ethical um, dilemma for most of the country. I mean, minus Texas, Montana, I guess the whole Northwest, Alaska, and a couple other places where they have open carry. Now, places like these are definitely way safer. I mean, you're not going to go mess with someone who's got a gun on their hip. Now, I'm not saying that in L.A. that would be a great idea. We definitely need a federally funded police force. But to even say that it's a step backward for civilization to go back to an individual armed citizen, that's, that's completely sick and asinine. Something like that is something that, um, I mean, definitely an ignorant person who has no idea of their own personal rights has, has put forward. Um, let's see. Um, for the, back to the article. For the pro-gun group, uh, Ohioans for Concealed Carry, Judd Mackey's declaration is a step in the right direction. Yeah. But the group argues there's no need to wait for a budget crisis to hand over policing responsibilities to the public. The need and the right to defend yourself doesn't come with a budget cuts and reduced law enforcement staffing. Jeff Garvis writes as a group of website, carrying a weapon for self-defense and any other methods of situational awareness. We are just as valid before these budget cuts as they are today. And I'm going to say, Jeff Garvis, you are our man of the day, um, saying that carrying a firearm for self-defense and any other methods of situational awareness were just as valid before these budget cuts as they are today. Um, an armed citizenry is something that was definitely um, was given to us, I mean, by our forefathers, by, um, by the people who wrote the Constitution and the Second Amendment as something that we need to, uh, we need to hold dear and something that we need to fight for. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of a break to get things worked out and... Um, I have a song here from a band that I really, really like. Let's see if I can get this one working here. And the song has the cause of death written in cold. The word of God brought to light that has saved your soul. Save your soul, motherfucker. Save your soul. And 
just so conservatives don't take it to heart I don't think Bush did it cause he isn't that smart he's just a stupid puppet taking orders on his cell phone from the same people that sabotage Senator Wellstone the military industry got it popping and locking looking for a way to justify the Wolfowitz doctrine and as a matter of fact Rumsfeld now that I think back without 9-11 you couldn't have a war in Iraq or a defense budget of world conquest proportions kill freedom of speech and revoke the right to abortion tax cut extortion a blessing to the wealthy and wicked but you still have to answer to the armageddon you scripted and dick cheney you fucking leech tell him your plans about building your pipelines through afghanistan and how israeli troops train the taliban in pakistan you might have some house niggas all right well that was a mortal technique and uh that was a little bit impromptu right there so uh i apologize for the uh for the cursing um and, and I actually, I really like them. You can pick up um, them on iTunes, obviously, and listen to them, um, a clean version if you want to. Um, here is our second big breaking news story. And this is from USA Today. And the title is, The Judge Rules National Day of Prayer Unconstitutional. I mean, this is, this is messed up. And I'm actually surprised that USA Today is, is uh, reporting on this because they are... Um, consecutively a, a liberal, left-leaning, leaning, anti-church news organization. I mean, this is something that I think either they're making progress or it's so big that they couldn't uh, ignore. So here it is. USA Today, a federal judge in Wisconsin ruled the National Day of Prayer unconstitutional Thursday, saying the day amounts to a call for religious action. Damn straight. It amounts to a call for religious action. I mean, this is... Oh, man. Okay, sorry. More. Um, U.S. District Judge Barbara Crabb wrote that the government can no more enact laws supporting a day of prayer that it can encourage citizens to fast during Ramadan, attend a synagogue, or practice magic. Quote, In fact, it is because the nature of prayer is so personal and can have such a powerful effect on a community that the government may not use it its authority to try to influence an individual's decision whether and when to pray. Congress established the day in 1952 and in 1988 set the first Thursday in May as the day for presidents to issue proclamations asking Americans to pray. The Freedom from, Religious, the Freedom from Religion Foundation, a Madison-based group of atheists and agnostics, filed a lawsuit against the federal government in 2008, arguing the day violated the separation of church and state. President Barack Obama's administration has countered the statute, simply acknowledges the role of religion in the United States. I guess that's something he's doing right. Obama issued a proclamation last year, but did not hold public events with religious leaders, as former President George Bush had done. This, this again, is, um, is just another example of... Obama saying one thing and then doing something else. So something like saying that he countered that the statute simply acknowledged the role of religion in the United States, that to me seems huge that Obama would, um, would acknowledge the role of religion in the United States, period. And that he's saying religion and not exactly Christianity or Islam. We know that that Christianity is what the United States is built on. I mean, that's just a fact. Now, something like him not actually going to any sort of religious service during the National Day of Prayer 
is, um, I, I guess, just, again, another not following through with what he said. Now, it goes on to say, Crab wrote that her ruling shouldn't be considered a bar to any prayer during prayer days until all appeals are exhausted. The U.S. Justice Department attorneys who represented the federal government in this case were reviewing the ruling Thursday afternoon. Agency spokesman Charles Miller said he declined further comment. Obama spokesman Matt Lairick said in an email to the Associated Press, the president still plans to issue a proclamation for the next prayer day, which is great, as he did last year. President Obama intends to recognize a National Day of Prayer, Lairick said. The American Center for Law and Justice, which represents 31 members of Congress who joined the federal government as defendants, called Crab's ruling flawed and promised to appeal. That's that's really great, and that's that's something that is is definitely um, I, I think it's looking up. I think that I mean we couldn't go. I guess we could go further down. Um, I don't want to see it happen, but um, this is definitely a step in the right direction. I mean. Even even if you don't um, believe in a personal God, if you are not religious, and even if you are critical of religion, you as an American, or I guess as as a patriot world right worldwide, um, should understand that the freedom to religion and the role of religion in the United States government is something that has happened, is something that's extremely important. And, and something that is, is part of our history, if anything. Um, I, I think that practically coming back to our roots is something that will help unite the nation and something that will help us grow stronger. Now, um, as for our Romanian listeners, which is something huge, for some reason, thank you, Romania, um, we have a couple hundred listeners from... Romania, or at least Facebook fans. Now, I'm giving a shout out to Romania because they're showing a lot of support for us. So, Romania, go to Facebook, look up Guerrilla Radio, the podcast, become a fan, download the show. You can download it on iTunes, or you can listen live at radio.westmont.edu. I don't know what time it would be there, but it's 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for us Americans, and you can. Um, listen in. You can call in. Our number is 805-565-7072. It'd be really nice to hear from you. It'd be nice to hear what Romanians have to say on the idea. Um, I guess I'm going to move on to my next topic, and this is from We Are Change. The heading is We Are Change founder Luke. Here, I'm just going to look it up. We Are Change founder Luke Rudkowski makes the SPLC's Patriot Most Wanted list. Now, I would like to know where you sign up to be on this Patriot Most Wanted list. So, from We Are Change, it says, Who doesn't love the Southern Poverty Law Center and their reports? Well, the SPLC seems to love We Are Change considering almost every U.S. chapter made their militia and patriot group report a few weeks ago. So, potentially, I'm on it. I don't know if I have enough listeners. That could be a new goal. You guys out there, um, tell your friends about it. Um, Subscribe to the podcast. Um, Tell other people about it. Spread the word just to get me personally, Chase Eckert, 
on the, what is it, Southern Poverty Law Center on, on their group of militia and patriot members. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong with this. Now, t- here it goes with the article again. Today, they released their Patriot Report, listing 36 individuals whom they describe as enablers of the anti-government movement. On this list, founding member of We Are Change, Luke Rudkowski, was listed. The report refers to Rudkowski as the Patriot Journalist. Here is the official report from splcenter.org slash informed slash publication slash the Patriots. Um, you can read this there, I guess. The reports describing of Rudkowski was vague in describing him as radical as they would have liked. Mentioned an arrest by Bloomberg Security where he was framed. The report also takes out of context quotes Rudkowski made in a YouTube video in order to demonize him. Quote, it was weird that SPLC specifically interviewed me for this report. We spoke about nonviolence, Gandhi, Dr. King, as well as discussing in depth the We Are Change commitment to raising money for the 9-11 first responders, toy drives during the holidays, clothing drives, and feeding the homeless. They didn't even mention any of it, but they were sure to put in my quote about the uprising of the people so they could try and radicalize me. The specific message I made in the YouTube video was about how We Are Change was here to lead the way in a peaceful evolution and not revolution, said Rudkowski. Now, this is in, I guess, our movement, something that has been extremely, um, not only extremely effective, but um, has been uh, suggested to every member of the movement. And, uh, I mean, peaceful, nonviolent action. You see, the only, the only things that I'm ever involved with is peaceful bannering, is... Um, uh, congregating in places to hand out pamphlets, getting together with other people to discuss this. I mean, these are our rights as citizens, and these are um, these are things that are slowly being taken away from us. And if me getting together in a group of my peers to talk about what I believe is happening in the nation is considered radical, I mean, hell yeah, I want to be radical. I mean, this is... Um, I, I'm not the kind of person that's going to go and blow anything up. I'm, I'm not the person that's going to even suggest that to people. That's, that is what, um, what our government has been trying to pin on the movement for years now. And before us, it was every other counter-revolutionary movement. You wonder why the movements bite the dust. And that's because the government sends in an agent into the midst and says... I mean, they're not going to say, hey, guys, we should stop being counter-revolutionary or we, we should stop being revolutionary. We should go blow something up. I mean, that's the first thing that they're going to tell us so that we um, break any credence we had, any sort of um, justification for our movement. So um, definitely, guys, go out there and get involved, but in some sort of nonviolent way. I want you to go out. Um, look up your local We Are Change chapter and, and just start, start getting involved. Um, looking up the issues is a great place to start. Um, doing some of the information gathering for yourself. Again, don't listen to me. If anything, send me an email contradicting me. Um, you can email me at uh, podcast 
dot gorilla radio g u e r i l l a radio at gmail dot com. Send me an email telling me how I was wrong, and um, and that's great because that means you're doing some of the information gathering for yourselves. Um, the ca. Let's see. It goes on to say. Other individuals mentioned include 2008 presidential candidate Ron Paul, Alex Jones, and surprisingly, Glenn Beck. When asked about being on the same list as Beck, Rudkowski responded, The only reason Beck is speaking these ideologies is because it's popular and it gives him ratings. He is hijacking the Tea Party movement and making it no conservative. He is the farthest from a true patriot, and I find it odd to be in the same category as him. The SPLC describes themselves as dedicated to fighting hate and bigotry. It seems the majority of the group and persons that are listed on the reports are peaceful and concerned citizens, the exact opposite of hate. The question is, should the SPLC be listed on their own hate reports, considering main figures, the truth movement, hateful and domestic terrorist, is outrageous? One is left to wonder, are we all possible domestic terrorists if we question the intentions of our government? Quote, what is next? Will we be listed on the terrorist watch list? They simply want to discredit us, and they're getting desperate to demonize legitimate dissent from Rudkowski. As Gandhi once said, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. We must be getting close. This is, this is amazing. This is huge to me. I mean... If the people are understanding what you're saying and being offended by it, then you're saying something right. I mean, this is something we've wanted them to um, to pull their attention to for years. Um, so this is this is really really awesome stuff. Really uh, really great happenings in in our community. Um, let's see. Next one. This is from Times Online. And the, and this is via Federal Jack, so you guys can go on there. Really, really great resource. Um, the heading is China to sterilize 10,000 parents over one child rule. So from the Times Online, family planning authorities have detailed hundreds of people, oh, sorry, have detained hundreds of people against their will in a campaign to sterilize 10,000 men and women suspected of trying to violate China's strict birth control policies. About 1,300 people were being held in cramped and poor conditions in offices throughout the small town of Puning in southern Guangdong, sorry about that, province, and are forced to listen to lectures on state rules limiting the size of families. The Nanfang Countryside Daily said, In the years after China launched its strict one-couple-one-child family planning policy in the late 1970s, abuses such as forced late-term abortions, sterilizations, and even the killing of newborn babies were widely reported. Gosh, I am so excited and, and so happy and fortunate to be born and raised in the U.S. I have four brothers and sisters, and they're all greatly loved, and they're all going to um, go out and do something amazing with their lives. Now, I understand that overpopulation in China is something that is a real dilemma, but I don't believe that any sort of restrictions on um, limiting family size is, is something that should be condoned or 
enforced by any government of any nation, and it's unacceptable. And people have understood this since the 1970s when it was enforced and put into effect. And today especially, we know that um, there's, there's a massive problem of lack of females in their population and of, um, I mean, there's all sorts of adoption issues. I, it, it's just crazy over there. And I am glad that the United States hasn't gone down um, the police state road yet. Now, I'm not saying that in the future the United States is going to start um, enforcing any sort of one-child act, but this is the kind of thing when you have an overpowering government that um, that has just ultimate control over people's lives. Now, something like this is not only completely sick and, and twisted, but um, is something that's that's morally wrong and that our, our God-given right to, I guess, family and prosperity and what have you in the U.S. is is definitely a blessing. Now, again, they're not in the U.S. and and it's sad that what's happening over there is happening. The only thing we can do is um, put pressure on our our senators to say something, even just. Getting the word out again is is something that we really need to help out with. Now, eugenics in the past have been um, attributed to um, the Nazis as well as, I mean, the United States. Um, every major country around that time period had their own eugenics program, and um, forced sterilizations is is definitely New Age eugenics. It's it's not as um, as deliberate as killing off an entire population. But I guess you could say in the case of America at this point, soft kill methods are are employed on the citizenry. I mean, we know that vaccines carry compounds that are detrimental to um, child development and reproduction later on in life, as well as cancer-causing agents, carcinogens that affect you later in life after you have been exposed to these vaccines, um, that compounds in our food, um, genetically modified crops, are, are slowly killing us off. Now, um, it's not as immediate as forced sterilization or late-term abortion, but um, it, it's definitely, I, I believe, more heinous. Um, so going on with the article. However, officials in Puning launched a 20-day campaign on April 7th since so many couples have left the area in search of factory jobs and have found it easier to have children outside the government-set quotas. The country intends to sterilize 9,559 women or their husbands who are suspected of planning to have a second or third child. So far, about half the number have agreed to comply, the newspaper said. Officials have detained the elderly parents of those who do not submit voluntarily to the surgery or who try to evade the authorities to force them to comply, the newspaper said. It reported that on April 10th, some 100 people, mostly elderly, were seen inside of a damp 200-square-meter building at a township family planning center. The newspaper said there were some mats on the floor, but the room was too small for all the people to lie down and sleep, 
so the young ones had to stand or squat. Due to the lack of quilts, many cuddled up to fight the cold. Among those being held was a 64-year-old father of, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, who already had three daughters. Mr. Huang said, Several days ago, a village official called me and asked me or my wife to return for the surgery. Otherwise, they say they would take away my father. Rules in Puning, as in most areas of rural China, allow farmers to have a second child if the first is a daughter. After that, the couples are supposed to stop. An official of the Puning Population and Family Planning Bureau, who, Bureau, who declined to be identified, told the Global Times it's not uncommon for family planning authorities to adopt some tough tactics. That, that feels like something that has been said in America. I mean, I let, let's just say, the official at the United States Population and Family Planning Bureau, who declined to be identified, told the Global Times it's not uncommon for family planning authorities to adopt some tough tactics. I, I, see, um, I see so many things. I don't see Family Planning Bureau. I see Central Intelligence AC, Agency. I see Federal Bureau of Investigation. They, they say tough times call for tough tactics. And this is something that's exclusively unacceptable. I mean, it's, it's unacceptable for anybody. Um, China, America, Europe. I mean, it, it's, it's sick to believe that um, any sort of actions like these are taken towards other human beings. Um, and, and again, I'm glad we live in America where we have alternative media like this radio show and like iTunes who don't censor what we say yet so that we can someday hopefully turn the tides of, of what's happening. Um, so I'm just going to go back and do a little bit of housekeeping now. Um, we're Guerrilla Radio, the podcast. Uh, you guys are probably listening to us on iTunes. We don't have very many live listeners, but you are listening live. You can call in at 805-565-7072. You can talk about any of the, um, uh, any of the issues that we've been talking about today, or just bring something else up. It's nice to talk to someone else. Um, you can email at us at, uh, let's see, podcast.guerrillaradio.com at gmail.com or you can go to myspace.com slash grthepodcast look us up on Facebook definitely subscribe to the podcast rate the podcast leave a comment that's really great it gets us higher up so other people see what's going on again thanks Romania for the support um, you can now buy Gorilla Radio the podcast t-shirts and um, you can do that by emailing me exclusively. You can figure out a way to do that from myspace.com. And um, let's see, what else? Uh, federaljack.com, we are Change LA. It's all really great stuff. So here's our last article. And this is from rawstory.com. And this is filed under establishing the police state. So Subway riders question New York Police Department's ridiculous show of force. I'm going to say this in my own words, right? So we had those bombings in Moscow in the subway tunnels, right? And New York officials have decided that uh, machine gun-toting police officers were to be stationed in the subways in New York City. And... Um, 
let's see. So I'll read a little bit here. Um, the attack happened in a different country and has nothing to do with Americans. I'd be nervous seeing cops with machine guns on a train. It makes people afraid when they don't need to be. Queens resident Holly Selentang described the police response as excessive. It's Easter this week, and you have families with young kids on the subway, and I'm sure cops with machine guns would scare them, she said. I feel there should be, have been a bit of a more thought process before they did this. By the time most people awoke to the news of yesterday's twin terror blast, and, and this, is not, um, this is not current, this is around Easter time. By the time people awoke to the news of yesterday's twin terror blast that killed dozens, the New York Police Department had flooded city subways with extra cops. The New York Daily News reports, officers with bomb-sniffing dogs swept train cars, completely acceptable, and cops set up tables near tourism for random bag checks, which again is acceptable. I mean, these things are non-invasive, they're not scary, and, um, and there's something that I believe help out the population. Um, but where you go excessive is by posting uh, officers who are armed with machine guns. At that point, it is just a bully state imposing their um, power on the citizens of New York, which is something that I believe is, um, is extremely, extremely um, offensive. I mean, we, we know that uh, for no reason, so far anyway, has have these... Uh, officers armed with machine guns have been needed, let alone um, warranted. This is an attack that happened halfway around the world in Moscow. Um, who's to say that they have their eyes set on New York? Now, New York subways in the past have been a, a place where uh, terrorist activities might have been suspected, but um, I believe that with random bag checks, with um, current screening, as well as the bomb-sniffing dogs, I think that in itself is acceptable. And you don't need to have a show of force such as this. Um, just to know that there's an officer with a machine gun, locked and loaded, ready to take a life in the New York subways, is something that is on, is bordering on... Um, some sort of emotional terror. This is this is terrorism to have this sort of show of force that would escalate um, the issues. I mean, if if it had just been the bomb sniffing dogs or had been the random bag searches, it, it would have been warranted. But at at the point that you put officers who are locked and loaded and ready to kill citizens that is that is sick and that is um that is a police state right there that is the definition of police state um that's all the time we have for today this is gorilla radio the podcast uh thank you guys for listening again go and download on itunes subscribe and uh and i guess send me an email tell me what you got thank you guys uh this is chase eckert i'm out
Your weapons are already in hand. 